The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Mo'ed Katan Dafhet. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Joe Habert in memory of his grandfather Gabriel Ben Zakiye. Ruach Adonai Tanihenu Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Adunishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Rufuash Shalema Yosef Ben Saddam. Begin today's daf on Zion Amudbet, right on the bottom line. Let us review quickly where we're holding in this sugya. The Gemara said that according to all opinions, that means according to the opinion of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yosef that discussed the subject of looking at Nega'im on Cholam Mu'id, so Rabbi Meir's opinion was you're able to look at Nega'im, and if the Kohen thinks the uh, fellow is Tahor, he renders him Tahor. If it's Tameh, he doesn't have to say anything. He just keeps quiet. According to the Yosef, no. The Pasuk writes, Le Taharo or Le Tameo, teaching us that the Kohen must make a ruling either way, either Tahor or Tameh. But all opinions agree that the Kohen is in charge of making the ruling. Meaning, a person does not become a Mitzorah until the Kohen says, you Tahor or you're Tameh. It's not an automatic. So the Gemara says, how do we know that the ruling is dependent on the Kohen? And the person does not become a Mitzorah just when he gets the spot. So the Gemara said two shitot. The first shita was from a Pasuk. Uh, the Pasuk said, Ubiyom harot bo on the day that you will show the Kohen the Tzara'at. So from the fact that it's Ubiyom, that's an extra word, extra letter, U, just could have, pasuk, could have just said Beyom harot. Ubiyom says that there's certain days that the Kohen looks, and there's certain days he doesn't look. What are the days that he looks? Uh, on a regular day. However, on a day that's going to affect his Simcha, for example, Simcha Shil Mitzvah, he doesn't look. What's the cases? Hatan. After he gets married, he has seven days of Simcha. All of a sudden comes a Tzara'at on him. In that case, we say the Kohen should not look at it. Why? Because if he rules him, he's going to be Tameh, he rules uh, seven days of happiness. Or it's the Negev. It's the holiday. He's going to look at it, the Kohen, he's going to ruin his holiday. So on those days when you have a mitzvah, the Gemara said you uh, are, the Kohen does not look. Now what does that prove to you, but? That it's dependent on the Kohen. It's not an automatic. In certain days he looks, certain days he doesn't look. So that was the opinion of the Behuda. The Rabbi said, no, he brings a different pasuk. By Tzara'at Habayit, Bayit, that's a person who gets a Tzara'at on his house. So the pasuk says the Kohen comes to look at the house to see if it's Tameh or not. So before he makes his ruling, it says, It says the Kohen makes a ruling, meaning before he says whether it's Tameh or not, he tells the guy, take out all your Kenim out of the house. Why? Because when he's going to make the ruling that it's Tameh, everything in the house is going to come Tameh with it. So therefore to save him, it says he delays his psak in order to give him a chance to take out the uh, utensils. So what do you see from over here? That you could delay a ruling for a tzorech of uh, not a mitzvah, even just uh, to save the guy's money. So the B says, if you can delay the ruling for a regular devarad shoot, a voluntary item like saving the guy's money till he gets all his uh, assets out of the house, you could delay the ruling for tzorech mitzvah. Now, in this Gemara, the Gemara says, my benayu, what's the practical nafkamina between the two? Sources. The first source of the Biyuda is what? Ubiyom harot. On the day that he sees it. Ubiyom yesh yamim shenoeh, yesh yamim shenoeh. And what's the day's enoeh? When there's a sabhashal mitzvah. According to the B, the B says no. Enot sarik, we have the pasuk of ufinu tabayit. Which also teaches us that if you can delay the reading, the, the, the ruling for a devarad eshut, you can delay the reading for a so the mitzvah. So the my benayu. What's the difference? So the Gemara gives two nafkamina. Number one, mashma'ud dorshini kabenayu. Nafkamina is I learn from this pasuk. You learn from that pasuk, which means to me it's more mashma'ud biyudas to learn from the pasuk of biyomarot. And to the other rabbis, it's not to me. It's more mashma'ud to learn from the pasuk of finuot abay. It's just the nafkamina in derash. Which pasuk you learn from? Which pasuk I learn from? Gemara says another nafkamina when it comes to a devarad eshut, a voluntary item. Can you delay the Psaq of the Kohen for voluntary. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you cannot. 
Because he learns the days that you see Sarat, and there's days you don't. Which days did he exclude? When there's a Subhashim Mitzvah involved. Hatan or a Regal. Only when there's a Subhashim Mitzvah you can delay the Psaq. But if it's divided as shoot, you don't delay the Psaq. Whereas according to the B, he learned from the Habayit. The Gabayit, you see why? You can delay the Psaq even for Dvar. Harishut Kotshekin for Dvar. Mitzvah. But once you learn from the Gabayit, you're transferring that to the Adam. And therefore, by the Adam, also you'll be able to delay it for Dvar. Harishut. So that's a big enough Kamina. Can the Kohen delay his Psaq by Nikai Adam? For divided issue, which is everybody agrees by Nikaya Batim, the Torah says, if you know what to buy it. That's a clear pasuk, nobody can argue on that. But when it comes to Nikaya Batim, you delay the psaq in order to get the guy to move out all his um, utensils. The Hidush is according to the B. He learns Nikaya Bayit, when it's said by Nikaya Bayit, he transfers it to Nikaya Adam. And just like by Nikaya Bayit, we delay the psaq for a voluntary reason, so to by Nikaya Adam, also that's a tremendous nafkamina. Can you delay the psaq on Nikaya Adam for Divine? And he shoot. Oh, so the Gemara says, "Rabbi Yehuda, me'atam lo gamrinan." The Hidushu. Rabbi Yehuda says, "No, from over there, I'm not going to learn." Which means, from the Ufinuat Tabayit, I'm not going to learn the Deen to Nigeh Adam, because we have a principle that even though you say, "What do you mean, Nigeh Bayit is Sarat, Nigeh Adam is Sarat," so whatever it says by Nigeh Bayit, I might as well transfer it and learn the same thing by Nigeh Adam. No. What it says by Nikayah Bayin, it itself is a tremendous hadush. It's a novelty. What's the novelty? The novelty is that normally speaking, stones and pieces of wood do not receive Tum'ah. That's called Pishutekiliites. A wood to be Tum'ah has to have a receptacle. But a plank, a board that's on the guy's roof or the guy's wall, that's not considered a keli. And it was Hiddush in itself to say that Nikaib Batim is even Tameh at all. And here by Nikaib Batim we say it is Tameh. So we have a klal according to the Biyudah. Once an item is Hiddush, you cannot learn it to another case. Which means you want to say, well, if Nikaib Batim is like this, I'll apply it to Nikaib Adam. Hold it. <laughs> Nikaib Batim itself is a novelty. So you, if, it was, if it wasn't written by Nikaib Batim, <laughs> I wouldn't say this halakha. So, in bo ela hadusho. Which means you only learn the hadush that's said by it, and then you cannot learn it to nigh'eh adam. So, that's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Why he specifically has to learn from Ubiyom Harot, and he doesn't learn from Ufinu Tabayit, because that's nigh'eh batim, and nigh'eh batim is a hadush in itself that the stones and the uh, planks of wood are mikabil tumah bichlal. Okay. Comes the Gemara now and analyzes it. Gemara says like this: According to Rabbi, where did he learn the source of that? Uh, you push off sarat uh, until the kohen makes his psak, which is for dvar reshut and kochekin for dvar mitzvah. He learned it from the kaiy batim, from the pasuk of ufinu etabayit. Right? So you see, the kohen delays the psak even for dvar reshut. So the Gemara is going to ask now: You also have the pasuk of ubiyom harot. Which means we have a pasuk already by Nigre Adam that says, Ubiyom Harot, some days he looks, some days he doesn't. So why couldn't he just learn from the pasuk of Ubiyom Harot to teach me that some days the Kohen is allowed to delay his psak? Why did he need both pasukim? Why did he need the pasuk by Nigre Adam and the pasuk by Nigre Batim? So the Gemara says, Verabi Amar, it's Tarikh, you need both pasukim. If the bo, if the pasuk went to Trajus would have written, Ubiyomarot bo, have I mean a Ledvar Mitzvah in Ledvar Reshut Lo? I'd say, yeah, okay. That's only telling me Dvar Mitzvah. So you could delay the psak of the Kohen if you have Dvar Mitzvah like a Hatan in the seven days or an Hegel. So that's why we have the second pasuk to teach me that no, you could even delay it. For the value of shoot, because if you know what to buy it, is you delaying the psak even for to take his assets out? The ketiv rahmanav v'sivak kohen. If the pasuk, if the Torah only would have said the second pasuk v'sivak kohen, meaning if you know what to buy it, habamina hani in delav tumah de gufe. I would say, yeah. The reason why it can be lenient is because it's not tumah of the guf. It's only tumah of 
בית, אבל טומאה דגופה הם המחזחג'לה, מי עושה בטומאה דגופה, when it comes to דבר הרשות, he has to look at it, you cannot delay it. צריך, therefore comes and tells me the second, therefore comes and tells me the first פסוק, that what? Like this. The first פסוק זה וביום הראות, that you see you can delay the פסק, albeit you can only see from that פסוק you can delay it for צורך מצווה, but once I see already you could delay, so then already when I have the second פסוק, by נקעי בתים, I can even add, you can even delay the דבר רשות. Which means like this. If I just had the פסוק of a פינות הבית, I'd say, okay, פינות הבית, you can delay the דבר רשות by נקעי בתים. Finish, because that's what it says, why? But you cannot learn the batim to nigaeh adam and finished. Which and by nigaeh adam, I'll tell you that uh, you can only uh, delay for dvar uh, mitzvah because the pasuk is ubiyom arot. Oh, but that's what Gemara says. Once the pasuk is ubiyom arot, so now I see when there's a minyan of delaying the psak by nigaeh adam. Once already I see you can delay for uh, even a dvar mitzvah. Then I'll add and say you can even delay for dvar reshut. Which is if I didn't have that first pasuk ubiyom arot. So I wouldn't know that you could delay for Dvar Adishut. So basically if somebody would ask us, how do you know according to the B, that you're allowed to delay the Psaq for Dvar Adishut? It's a combination. It's a combination. Which means because if it just would have said the first Pasuk of a Biyom Harot, I'd say the Dvar Mitzvah you could delay. The second Pasuk, if I had it alone, I'd come along and say, Dvar Adishut, that's only by Nikai Batim. But now that I have Ubiyom Ar'ot, where I see you can delay it for Dvar Mitzvah, now I can activate the Pasuk of Ufinu uh, Tabai to say that not only by Nikhe Adam could you delay for Tzorek Mitzvah, but also for Tzorek Rishut. Let's read that in Nashi. Look at Nashi. Stop one. V'nabi Amar Etzterich. Kelomar, Afagav diyaliv tum'ad de gufe metum'ad elav gufe. Even though we learn the Tumah of a Guf, from the Tumah that's not from the Guf, meaning Tumah Abayit, the Dvar HaRishut, we still need the Pasuk of Yom Ar-Ot, even though the Chaurah just learned from the second Pasuk, if you know what Abayit, if, you, if, you, if you're delaying for Dvar HaRishut, Konshaken, you can be delaying for Dvar HaRishut, that's the only Pasuk you need, what do you need, the first Pasuk of Yom Ar-Ot, Aval Tumah DeGufe Emalot, Delo Yalif Tumah DeGufe, Metumah DeLav DeGufe, Dvar HaRishut, Nevesiva Kohen, Deava Mina Hidushu, which is I only had the Pasuk of Yom Ar-Ot, I'd say no, you can't learn Nikai Bayit to Nikai Adam, because that's a Hidushu in itself, Kamashmanan of Yom Ar-Ot, Danu Tumah DeGufe, Demamtinin Lo Ledvar Mitzvah, once already you see by Tum'ad de Gufe from the Pasuk of Yom Ar-Ot that you can't delay the Psaq for Dvar Mitzvah V'u'il v'ashkahad de mamtinin lo le Tum'ad de Gufe mi'al Dvar Mitzvah Once already you see that there's an anyan of delaying the Psaq albeit for Dvar Mitzvah It le'nami koach le'melaf me'vetzivah ko'en de mamtinin lo Tum'ad de Gufe Dvar Ar-Eshud Na'meh? Afagav de'hidushu So the, the, the first Pasuk of Yom Ar-Ot is very important The first Pasuk teaches me there's a concept you can delay the Psaq by Adam or oh, once you're ready, teach me, you can delay the psaq by them, albeit for surah mitzvah, now already I can activate the psaq mitzvah, if you know what to buy it, to teach me, you could, uh, you could delay for nikai batim, for dvar nishud, and I can learn nikai batim to nikai adam. Kamsa Gibran says, Amar Mor, Yesh yom shi'ataru ebo, Yesh yom shi'ataru ebo. So we say for the word, Ubiyom, according to the Bi'udai, said there's some days the grand looks, and some days he doesn't. So the Gemara says, Where is it, Mashma, in those words, Ubiyom, that Yesh Yamim Shiro'ev, Yesh Yamim Shiro'ev? Amar Abaye, Imken Nechtov Rahmana, Beyom. The Pasuk could have just written Beyom Harot. My Ubiyom, what's the extra vav? Shma'mina, Yesh Yom Shiataro'ebo, Yesh Yom Shiataro'ebo. So Abaye is really learning, it's coming from the extra vav. Rava Amar, Kula Kira Yitirahu. He says, forget it, not only is the, is the vav extra, the whole word is extra. When he sees, what do you say the word ubiyom at all for? Oh, you only learned the extra vav. How come you didn't hold that the whole word itself is extra? Now, I use the word biyom. Biyom teaches me that you can only look at the tzara, the kohen, in the day. But you cannot look at it at night. The rabah biyom velo belayla minale. But according to rabah, where did you learn biyom velo belayla? Because he says the whole word ubiyom is extra. So where did you know day and not night? Nafkale melechol mar'e'ene ha-kohen. 
The Pasuk says, according to the vision of the eyes of the Kohen. So you see what? It's got to be a psag based on which means what he sees. Which means, when do you see? When does the Kohen see? In the daytime. At night, the Kohen cannot see. It's dark. So therefore, he learns that the Kohen could have seen in the day from Mar'eh and that Kohen. What does Abayyeh do with that Pasuk? To come to exclude that a blind Kohen in one of his eyes cannot make a ruling. Because the Pasuk says, that the Kohen that makes ruling has to have two eyes. What's the Gemara says? According to Rabbi, he should also read the Pasuk for that. How can he learn day and not night? He should learn the, the, the Hadush of that the Quran's got to have two eyes. You're right. Rabbi really does learn from the Chol Marea Kohen to teach me to have two eyes. So back to the question then. So where does he learn day and not night? When a person goes to the Kohen, what does he tell the Kohen? Mechnega, like, like a nega nid Ali, was seen to me in the house. Li velo leori. Which means, to me and not to my light. Which is what we talk about, it was in the day. Because when he says, I saw it. Now when could the person see the nega only? Nid Ali. Meaning, from my powers. Your powers, your eyes. Your eyes will only see in the day. Li velo leori. Meaning, I saw it from myself, not from a light. Not that I took a candle and looked at the wall. Now, if the fellow goes to the Kohen and tells him this, he must be going to him in the day. And the next person says, right after the guy tells the Kohen this, the Kohen goes immediately and gives a psak. So it still must be the day. So therefore, according to Rabbah, the source of day and not night is, He goes to the Kohen in the day, meaning I saw it with my own eyes, meaning in the day, and the Kohen goes and makes a psak. In the day. Why did he learn from that pasuk? I said, yeah, that's to buy it, maybe. Maybe to buy it, you can see Davka in the day. I'll say, who said you can learn to buy it? That pasuk is. So therefore, Abayah will say, I might say that you can't learn from there to Tumat Gufer. Kamash wanted to have another pasuk that says what? Ubeyom harot. So from the word Beyom, which is talking about the Gre'a Adam, the Beyom teaches me Beyom velo balayla. Ubeyom teaches me Pa'amim she'ro'eh, Pa'amim she'enro'eh. Oh, Rabbah, where do you learn Pa'amim? Pa'amim she'ro'eh, Pa'amim she'enro'eh, from the whole word. Ubeyom to me, the whole word is extra. Because the pasuk could have just said Ubarot. Oh, according to that, where do you learn uh, so I learned it from the Kha'i Batim. Because by the Kha'i Batim it says, Oh, Abaye, what's the matter with that Pasuk? No, that Pasuk is not good for me. That's by the Kha'i Batim. Who says you learn the Kha'i Batim to the Kha'i Adam? Therefore, I have a special Pasuk by the Kha'i Adam to teach me Ubeyom. Um, uh, and that's how he knows Beyom Velo Balayla. Comes the next Mishnah. Ve'od Amar Bimi'ir. Bimi'ir said, Melaket Adam Atsamot Abi Ve'immo, Mepenesh Subhahi Lo. The Mishnah says, On Holamu'i, the person has to, is allowed to gather or collect the bones of his mother or father and reinter them. Which means, in the olden days, they used to bury, uh, let's say, a person's parents, and then they would wait till the bones decayed, and then they would make a reinterment of the bones. And bring them to the family burial plot. So that's called Melaket. You would gather the bones and make a second burial. Hadush the Mishnah, you can do that even on Cholamu'id. Because it's a happiness. What do you mean it's a happiness? It's not going to be a happiness to bury a person's parents. So that she says, To bring them into the family burial plot. He's happy. He's bringing his parents to the to the burial plot, to the family plot, the family spot, so that she's learning at least in the Mishnah, and this is going to be the Hav Amina, that it's, he's happy. <coughs> and we continue the Mishnah. The Biyosei Omer, Avelhulo. He says, no, this is Avelut, and therefore the guy's going to get sin from this, and therefore you cannot reinter the bones on Cholam So we Next case. 
Lo yi'orir adam al meto. Irur is the following. You used to have a custom, if somebody passed away a month or two before the holiday, so they would hire a, a eulogizer, not only to eulogize, but to go from house to house, to tell the people, uh, come and be bitter with me, come and uh, mourn with me, to inspire the people to uh, feel bad for the deceased. You can't hire that guy in Holam word. Obviously, we don't want the guy to go around and start, uh, you know, bringing uh, bad uh, tidings to everybody and causing them to make avilut. Look at that sheet. Lo yar'ed al mito. Do not inspire others to mourn for his death. Imet lo met chodesh chodshayim kodem al Let's say somebody died a month or two before the holiday. Lo yar'ed. Mefarish begibana kadhadar safdana b'ma'araba. Kilomar. Shelo yiskor safdan. You should not hire a eulogizer Lahazor al kirobo to go around to the people lomar bichu imi kol mare nafesh cry with me all bitter souls don't hire him velo yespidenu kodem raregel shloshim yom interesting if somebody dies within thirty days of the holiday according to the Mishnah you're not supposed to eulogize him nashi lo yespidenu sheibet lo bet betoch shloshim yom lefnei raregel lo yiskor safdan nashpido do not hire a eulogizer to make the eulogy. So the Gemara is going to explain when they get this 30-day uh, cut-off point. And as she said, the 30 days is going back on uh, both, both dinim. Right, which is with 30 days you cannot hire a eulogizer. And within 30 days now, they cannot hire a me'orir. That guy that goes around to tell everybody, come and uh, come and be, uh, you know, come and eulogize. That's a thirty-day rule. Now the Gemara begins. Udminu, we have a contradiction. Hamilaket matzamot On the day that a person is melaket, we enters the bones of his parents. Hareze mitabel alehem kolayom. He has a deen of avilut the whole entire day. Which means, whatever Abedut means, he cannot uh, wear leather shoes that day, he has to sit on the floor, uh, he has to, you know, whatever the name of Abedut is, it's a one-day Abedut. Normally, a person has a seven-day Abedut. But on the day of the reinterment, that day itself is Abedut. But you don't have to mitabel the, the night. It's only an Abedut in the day, the day itself. I mean, you don't have to do the day in the following night. You're just able to sit one day, and, and that, that, that's it. Ve'amar Rav Chazda, Rav Chazda said, Afilu sinurin lo besadino. See, even if you don't see the bones themselves, meaning even if the bones, let's say, are wrapped up in a sadin, in a cloth, so you really didn't see the bones per se. They were wrapped up, you just picked them up in a sack, and you put them from one place to another place, it doesn't matter. That day is considered avilut. Oh, so now the question obviously is, you said, You said, that day it's a subha. What do you mean subha? The Gemara says over you have to be Babilut. How can you tell me Mepneshe Sumhailo? Amar Abaye, Ema Mepneshe Sumhata Regel Alav. Read the Mishnah to mean, because the Sumha of the Regel is on him. Not the Pshat that it's a Sumha for him to bury his parents. That's not the Sumha. But he has the Sumha of the Regel on him. What is the answer? So he has to swap the regular. But bottom line, all the more so, if he has to swap the regular on him, now he's doing something that uh, requires avilut. So the Bifal should be explained like this now. Once already there's Simhat Regal, there's no avilut. Which means the Simhat Regal overrides avilut. So he's not going to be avil. Which means, really, we understood originally that what? That the Mishnah meant, Mipnesh Simhahi law. That it's a subhat to How can you tell me it's a subha? If it was a true subha, how can you tell me it's avilutan? Avilut is clearly, it's not a happy thing. Because otherwise, uh, what do you have to make a mourning period for? Mourning implies that what? It's a sad item. What we meant to say is we know it's a sad item. But what? Which is once you already have subhat we're not going to obligate him to make avilut. And once you have to make avut, so therefore it's okay. So therefore really the dinim of avut are suspended on Hala Mu'ad. So if the, if the dinim of avut were not suspended, we would not let the guy reinter his parents. Because we don't want you to make avut on Hala Mu'ad, you have to be besimcha. So it's saying, since the simchat regel on the person, so that already causes the dinim avilut to be pushed aside, and therefore he's allowed to do it. Only because the dinim avilut are pushed aside. Lo al meto. 
My lo So we say within 30 days, you don't make this process called Eid'ud. Meaning bringing the, we'll see now, what is Eid'ud? The Gemara says, Amar Rab, Kadhadar Saftana B'Ma'araba, when the Saftana, the eulogizer, would return in Eretz Israel from the funeral, Amre, they would say, Yibkun Imme Kol Merire Liba. Cry with, uh, cry with him or them, the mourners, all those that are bitter. So you cannot hire this eulogize to go around now inspiring other people on Cholamed to make uh, Avelut. Not only on Cholamed, even within 30 days of uh, the holiday, you're not allowed to hire this. Because again, we'll see exactly the reason why. We'll see the reason why. Yabara says... 30 days before that, there's no you paying the eulogizer, no paying the me'arayr. Where do you get the 30 days from? There was a guy, he saved up some money in order to go up to Yerushalayim for the regal. So what happened? A eulogizer came to his house, and there is somebody in the family that just passed away. So the eulogizer is looking for business. He figures, you know, he wants to get some money, he'll go uh, make the eulogy. So he went, uh, you know, to, to see if he could drum up some business. Venetaltan ishto. So his wife took the money that they had prepared to go up to Yerushalayim for the holiday. Venetaltan lo. And she ended up paying the eulogizer to make his bed. Venemna velo ala. So the guy refrained from going up, he didn't have the money. At that point, the rabbi said, Which means the whole net is the money. Since the eulogizers take money, we don't want a person to take his saved, his savings, <laughs> that he's saving for holiday uh, needs, and now end up, you know, uh, not wasting it, but giving it to us, and then he's going to be them now from the Sabhav the Regal. So therefore, within 30 days, no eulogies because of the fee that they're going to take. So comes the Gemara says, "Shmuel Amar lefi she'en amit mishtekach men alif shloshim yom." He gives a different interpretation. He says that a mit is not forgotten within thirty days of his passing. Which means, what's going to happen? We're concerned like this. If let's say within thirty days you're going to make a eulogy to the deceased, once you make that eulogy, that eulogy sticks in the person's mind for thirty days. That means during the holiday, you're still going to be remembering the eulogy. And that's going to remind you of the maid, and it's going to damper you some hat hug. Understand which means once you do it in 30 days, now the maspi talks about the maid. Now once he talks about the maid, that's in your brain for 30 days now. At least. Right? It takes 30 days to forget it. Now if it was within 30 days, that means during the holiday, he's still going to be thinking about the... The myth, that's already tzad. So the Gemara now asks, My benayu, what's the nafkeh between the two reasons? Ika benayu te ka'avad behinam. Right, the nafkeh is going to be if a eulogizer doesn't charge a fee. According to the first reason, the whole thing was that you don't want him to take the money for some high school and give it to the eulogizer. If he's charging for free, but there's no charge, I mean, so then it's mutar. However, according to the second reason, it's nothing with the money. It's got to do with the sabhav of the holiday. That therefore we're concerned that if you judge within 30 days, you're not going to forget it, and therefore it's going to ruin the holiday. So that's enough kamina. Be asur according to the second reason. Look at the tap rashi. The fishi'en of mit mishtakam alif shoshim yom. Kilomar. Kevin the mit en mishtakam alif shoshim yom. Ima spido pahom mishoshim yom lefnei regel. Right, if you're going to eulogize within 30 days, atil mispad beregel. You're going to come to eulogize on the holiday. Da'adain lo shekhol. Because you didn't forget him. So it's like almost it's going to cause you to eulogize another just because you, you rewoke and you reawaken the, uh, the 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 person. Da'abat b'chinam man da'ma meshu ma'od shizimin la'regel kim on the seftan avid b'chinam shapidam. According to the pin that says you worry about paying the guy if it's free, no problem. But man da'ma lefish ena min mustakam and alim shoshim yom b'chinam da'me asur. But according to the pin that says no, it's the sabhat. It's going to be ruined on the holiday. I don't care if he charge. He doesn't charge anything. The point is, thirty days is going to be asur. Comes the next mishnah. According to Tosafot, just interesting, Tosafot, the Ka'avid Hinnam, V'nir'ed alakha kirav b'isure. Alakha follows rav. She's rav, which means according to this, it's only asur if it is being paid for. She's paying the eulogizer. V'afilu l'shmu'el. And even according to Shmu'el, Yishlomad de lo asur el'aydeh sefdana. He's only going to say it if you use a eulogizer. Abal hu atzmo shari. But he himself, the mortar himself, can make the eulogy. When he lets it out, 
it relieves him, and therefore he's able to recover from the uh, tsar much quicker. So according to even Shemuel Tosfot wants to say, within 30 days, the guy himself can make the eulogy. He just cannot hire a eulogizer. The eulogizer can, uh, it takes 30 days for the guy to recover. But himself, once he uh, lets out his tsar, he recovers much quicker, and therefore he'll be happy. Comes the Mishnah. And Ufrim Kuchin Bekevarot Bamu'id. Okay, it is forbidden on Hola uh, Mu'id for the purpose of Metim to dig Kuchin and Kevarot. The Kevarot will explain to us what is Kuchin and Kevarot. Now, the purpose of way of digging them is is you're concerned that people are going to die, therefore you want to have them ready. They're like uh, graves. And therefore you're not to dig them on Yom Tov because of the issue of Terha Yetera. Now, if you look at the uh, art scroll, uh, you have pictures over there of a uh, kuch. They call it a crypt. Basically what it is, is it's underground. And what they do is like a cave underground. And they have like different uh, slots that come out of the sides of this uh, of this cave. And like uh, that fit exactly the shoot of a mint. Right, so they put them in the cave. They go. They walk into the cave. And there's like uh, holes there, and they stick the body in these uh, different, uh, 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 you know, cavities exactly that fit the uh, the mint. Okay, so that is the that's a uh, uh, a kuch uh, they call that. Okay, a catacomb. Exactly, that's what it's called, a catacomb. And each slot is called a kuch, which is a crypt, and a kevid. Uh, Kevin is a, um, they would build, let's say, uh, they would build above ground, like a uh, monument, above the ground, like uh, they have today, tomb, and that's where they would bury, underground, with a uh, cavity on top. So that's a regular standard uh, kivura. Okay, so the kuch is uh, uh, the uh, crypt, or the catacomb, and then you have the kivura, which is the bury in the ground with a monument on top. The, both you cannot do on Hulam dig them because of the Inyan of Tirha Yetira. Aval Mehanechin it a kuchin bimu'id. You can mehanech. You can uh we'll say adjust them on Hulam Mu'id. We'll see exactly what that means. Be'usin nivrechit bamu'id. It is permissible to make a nivrechit. What is nivrechit? That is a pond for people to collect water there in order to wash clothes. It's not such a terhayyitera to make this pond, because they would, you know, collect the water in a certain area. Tosfur has a question, what are you talking about? You're not allowed to wash clothes on Cholam what, what are you making the pond? So Tosfur says, no, later on we're going to learn exceptions, that people that could not wash their clothes before Yom Tov, for example, somebody came out of jail on Cholam uh, He couldn't wash his clothes before uh, Yom Tov, so therefore they made a dispensation. So for those people that are mutar, the nivrech would be permissible to make as well. Ba'aron imamet bechaser. Now, if Balmanaf there's a mit that died, and he's in the backyard, he's in the, he's in the courtyard, it is permissible to make an aron. Which means, how do you make an aron? Aron is a coffin. How do you make the aron? You have to actually take wood, cut it, fashion it, so it's permissible. Why? Because when everybody sees the mit in the uh, haser, so everybody's going to know when they see the guy taking his saw out and cutting wood, they're going to know you're doing it for the mitt. However, if the mitt is not there, they're going to see the guy cutting wood and think maybe he's building something. So therefore, to get rid of the marit ayin issue, dafka when the mitt is in the hatser, where people see the mitt in the hatser, then you can go even start cutting the wood to make the coffin. Rabbi Yehuda Oser. Rabbi Yehuda says, Asur. No, unless you have uh, planks that are pre-made before the Holam uh, or Yom Tov, you cannot make the Nisarim. Even if the mint is in the Hasir, you cannot make the Aron. Uh, uh, right, unless they were planked from before, you cannot do it on Yom Tov. And we'll see the Gemara. Let's just look at the Tosafot for a second. The Aaron imamet bechaser. Tosafot says, "Amrina birushalmi, Amar bimana, Hadad amar bemetchelo mefursam." This is only talking about a met that's not famous. Amar bemetchelo mefursam, Osim Aaron afilu beshuk, because in a place where a met who's famous dies, everybody knows that when they see them making the Aaron, they know because this famous person died. 
the friend of the rabbis. He died on Cholam Mu'id. They made the Aron from even in the Shuk. Because everybody knew that the Mahalina died. So there was no Marit Ayin that they're making an Aron Stam. They knew they were doing it for the Adam Mefursam. Then Tosfot says, When the Eli Didan, Sheyesh Kirot Mu'atin, Hashbina Lu Mefursam, Lechul Humetim. He says today that we live in small communities. When somebody dies, they know about it because it's such a small community. So he says today, anybody that dies is considered Mefursam. And therefore, because the word gets out, everybody knows that when they see the people making the Aron, so it's because of so and so died. That's what Shitavdi Tosafot. Comes to Gibran says, My Kuchinu, my Kibarot. What is Kuchin in Kevarot? Amar of Yehuda, Kuchin Bahafira. Since Kuchin is you dig in the catacomb, they dig in the uh, walls itself to make these Kuchin, which are called crypts. The Kevarot Binyan. Kevarot is the above ground Binyan. That's the building that they built over the Met. Tanya and Amecha, we have a brighter to support this. Eloin Kuchin, Eloin Kevarot. Kuchin Bahafira. The Kuchin is the digging in the ground themselves. The Kevarot Binyan. Kevarot is building the above ground monument above the Bad. Comes the Gemara the news about mehanechin et kuchin. What does it mean mehanechin et kuchin? Kids said mehanechin. How do you? Lashoni uses mehanechin. Adapt them. Okay. Amar of Yehuda Shimaya Aroch Mekatsero. Let's say it was too long. Means the crypts are exactly the size of the mat. So now you have a crypt already that was dug before Hola Moed. Now somebody dies. So now, let's say it's too long. So they want to shorten it, not that he can fit in it. So they put muta. They might need that tana. Ma'arikh bo, umarhib bo. Sometimes you have to lengthen it, or sometimes you have to widen it. So therefore, just to make an adaptation to the cook that already exists in order to make it fit. So that already is permissible. They all see nivrechet. So it's permissible to make a nivrechet. My nivrechet. What is this nivrechet? Amar of Yehuda, zu bakia. It's a bakia. Bakia, we explain like a pond. Where they put the water, like we said, for the coffee, for the for the launderers. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? That tanya hanivrechet vehabakia. We have a bright that's mad. These are two separate things. There's a nivrechet and there's a bakia. So how can you tell me that a nivrechet is a bakia? Abaye, Amar Abaye, Vetima, Ravkana, Giha, Ubar Giha. Right, you have a primary pond and a secondary pond. Giha, Ubar Giha. Rashi, Giyah or Bar Giyah? Let's read the Rashi. According to Haggah, Giyah or Bar Giyah, Nivrechet Berecha Gedola She'osin. The Nivrechet is the big pond that they make. Mahasir she'yikansubo kola shofkim. Which means all the water goes into the big pond. Bakia, Bar Giyah. What is a Bakia? That's Bar Giyah. That's the secondary pool. That's the secondary pool. They make next to the big one. So you have the overflow. You have the big one, the primary one, that they call a devrechet. Well, that's a giha. And then you have what? Bargiha. That's the uh, secondary one that flows into it. So how does that answer the Gemara's question? The Gemara said originally, my nivrechet amar of Yehuda zu bakiya. So bakiya, what understanding is what? Is the secondary. What do you mean? It says, it says uh, both. So the Gemara said, you're right. Amar of Yehuda, Timar of Kana, giya u bargiha. Which means you're allowed to make the, the big one, that's called the nivrechet, and you make the secondary, it's called the bakiya, which is the bargiha. Both of them are permissible on... It's permissible to do all the needs of the met. Number one, they can cut his hair. They clean his garments. That's the takrikhim. And they make him an aron. According to this opinion, you can only make him an Aaron from wood that was already cut before Yom Tov. No, if you want to do it, it's okay. You can take wood in the house where nobody can see, it'll be permissible. Rashi. 
וארון עם המת בחסר, כלומר כשמת בחסר, when he dies in the חסר itself, the מוחמל תד לצורך המת עבידה, מה צריך לבד ארון ובאותה חסר? הכותל המשנה, you can only make the ארון when it's in the חסר itself. מנסרין המנוסרים, יש המון עשרים מתוקנים מערב המועד, התורח גדול לעשותם במוגרס. הכותל יש פיניין, to make them on יום יכול המועד, it's a תרחה יתרה. So therefore, if you have already, it's okay. But according to Rabban Shimon Gamliel, he says, you can bring wood to the house, cut them up, and do it. Ben Sina'ah. So it comes out the Shittot as follows. Go to Tarakavan the Mishnah. Met b'chatser. So you're allowed to make the boards, cut them even, in the chatser where the met is. Why? Because nobody's going to hashash over there. You see the met over there. Everybody's going to say, you're doing it for the purpose of the met. The Buddha says, no. Even the met is not said, you're not allowed to make these boards on Yom Tov, it's a whole moed, it's a trahayet, it's a sur. The banch of Mom Gamliel, the brayta, want to say, met b'chatser, he could dafka make it in the bias of the chatser, b'tzra'ah. Because he holds that even in the chatser itself could be a marit ayin. Even though the met's right there, they might think you're cutting the wood for a different purpose. And then we saw Tosfot in Yerushalmi, that in the Fursam, you can do it even in the shuk, because everybody knows exactly what you're doing it for. Comes the Gemara Mishnah continues, and Nusim Nashim Bamu'ed. It is forbidden to marry, marry, Nisu'in, on Hulam Mu'ed. Lo betulot velo almanot. Person cannot marry a betulot, a virgin, or an almana that is a widow. Velo miyabemin. No, can you fulfill the mitzvah of yibum? Mepenesh simcha hi lo. Because all these things provide a person with simcha. So you say, so what? Hola mohed is beautiful. Why shouldn't you have simcha? We'll see exactly the Gemara. Avad mahziru with girushato. A person could return his wife that he divorced. She takes back his divorcee. Because that's not already such a simcha, because he was married to her already. The lady's allowed to make her cosmetics on Hola Mu'ed, but put on the cosmetics as well, like uh, makeup. She cannot put on the depilatory. That's like the limestone that causes her hair to come off. Because it makes her uh, disgusting. Why? Because the, first of all, it's a tsar when they put it on, as she says. It's agonizing, there's a smell to it. And also, it takes uh, time for it to work. And in the interim, it causes the lady to become like a distressed from this. So therefore, you cannot do the depilatory on Hulamad, as she says. Right? It's a amateur is allowed to sew on Hula Mu'ed in his amateuristic way. That's not a suit. Va'uman makhlib. But uman, which is a craftsman, makhlib. Makhlib comes from a kelim, which means he can make the stitches in a zigzag, like the teeth of a dog, which is you do it in a non-professional manner. You're allowed to put the ropes on the beds. We'll see in the olden days, that's what used to have to set up the beds. You put ropes across the box spring in order to sleep on them. So you're allowed to set up the uh, ropes that are on the bed on Hala Mu'ed. Healers, you can stretch them. It seems according to the Biyo Sims, we'll see in the Gemara, the ropes are there already. All you can do is just stretch them to make them tighten. Now we'll see the Gemara. You tell me you can't get married on Hala Mu'ed because it's a Sumha. So what? So because it's a Sumha, so you, you, the Mitzvah has to be Sumha on the holiday. What's the reason why it should be a Sumha to get married? First reason, because you have to mix two simahot together. As she says, Kilomar, finished. The simha now is the holiday. Do not combine two simahot together. In ma'arvin simha, bismha. Tosfot says, this is a gizirat katuf. Okay, it's like it's not a katun, they don't have to mix two semachot together. Comes the Gemara and says, actually Tosfot then quotes, uh, we learned it from Lavan, when Yaakov got married to Le'ah, and now he wants to take Rachel as well, so Lavan tells Yaakov, finish this week, means finish your seven days of Simcha, and then you can marry Rachel. So you see what? So Torah is writing this, that must be that that's a proper halakha. And if we see from Yaakov that he married, they added a week later, he married Rachel. Why? 
because you cannot get married within seven days, because you have this Sivat Yameh Chupa. Tosfot says, because we want your mind to be on the Sivat of the holiday. If you have two Sivat, you cannot pay attention to the Sivat of the Hag. You're going to neglect the Sivat of the holiday. Now, Rabbah Barbaruna, Barbaruna Amar, Mepanesh Maniyah Sivat Aregim, or Sivat Sivat Ishto. Different interpretation. He says, Tam, if you're going to be involved in getting married on the Hulam Ed, you're going to leave the Sivat of the holiday, and you're going to be involved in the Simha of your wife, which means you're going to neglect the Simha. So it's a, also a, a, a source, a Sivara, that you have to be with Simha to Ba'ageta. And you're going to, how are you going to be able to do both? You're not. You're going to take your wife over the holiday, and therefore you're going to neglect the Simha of the holiday. Amal Abayel, Rav Yosef. Had Rabba Baravuna, Deravu. This last reason that uh, Rav Huna brought is actually the opinion of Rav. How do you know that you cannot get married on You have to be happy on the holiday. Which means with your with the holiday and not with your wife. Another reason. Which means to make a wedding is a Torah. Now you're going to get married a whole other way. You have to prepare the Sa'udah. You have to prepare all the uh, preparations. So therefore we do not want a person to get married a whole other way because it's going to cause him to be matriyah on the, uh, on the heart. So it's a different reason. Rabbi Yitzhak It's a different reason, Rabbi Yitzhak Nafha. It's going to cause him to refrain from piriyah v'ribiyah. From having children. How? Chad is like this. A person is going to always want to get married in a whole other way. Why? Because anyway he's making a Sa'udah for the holiday. So therefore he says, you know what? Well anyway I have a Sa'udah prepared for the Hajj. So I'll make a wedding as well. And therefore we can have the Sa'udah slash uh, holiday slash wedding. So what's going to end up happening? He's not going to want to get married any time of the year. Let's say he's ready to get married two months before the holiday. He's going to push it off. I'll wait for the holiday. She's supposed to have children right away. Well, get married immediately. So if you allow him to get married in Hulam Mu'id, he's going to delay it to Hulam Mu'id. Because he wants to do the Sa'udah together. And therefore, Dafka, you can't get married. So look at the Rashi on the bottom. Bitu Priyav Rabiyah. Ti ishari nisuin biyom tov. En adam nosei isha kol ashena kuda. That a person's not going to get married all year long. Elam mamtin adam Mu'id. He'll wait till the Mu'id, meaning Yom Tov in this case. Shiyeh osei su'udah hat le Mu'id nisuin. Like he'll kill two birds with one stone. He'll make one stone out for both. And then So basically we have <coughs> a few reasons of the Hakamim over here, from Pesukim, uh, from Sevara, why one cannot get married on Yom Tov on the holiday. Now look at the bottom of Tosfot. Now, if you're going to say the reason is Bitu you have to explain the Mishnah, because the Mishnah said, the reason why you can't get married on the Mu'ayyad is Mepnesh is Simha Hilo. Now, how do you interpret Simha Hilo? Because of Bitu Priyav Rabiyah. You have to define each reason according to the Rashad of the Mishnah, Mepnesh is Simha Hilo. So the Gemara says, the Tosfot says like this, Haki Pirusha, Mepnesh is Simha Hilo, Umasheh Otah Biratzon Adaregel, Shiyah Sabayah, which means either you can explain that since it's a Simcha, so he's going to push it off to the uh, Regal, which means willingly, or she panui, or so he could be free, which means be free from uh, 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 work, and therefore he's able to uh, do it on that day, which means the Simcha, he's happy to push it off, which means to push it off to the Regal. And why don't we want you to do that? Now when it says you're allowed to. Well, I understand it's not considered Simha Bismha because he's married already. So therefore it's not like you're gonna neglect the holiday to Mahzigirushato. You're not gonna make such a big wedding, so I'm not worried about the Torah aspect of Mahzigirushato. Why? If you let the guy get Mahzigirush on the holiday, he might push it off to the holiday. It's first assuming that we're talking about a person that has children. And therefore, she was married already. So therefore, we're not worried about. 
וגם אין להגיד לשעות עבר זה עד הרגל. Once already was married already, they're not going to push it off to the, to the regal. The guy's not going to say, I'll wait to the regal, therefore it'll be mutar. The Saudat Brit Milah, that goes into other types of parties. Saudat Brit Milah, mutar la'asot b'chola mu'id. Tereka simcha. And in Brit Milah, there's no simcha. And therefore you can do it on the mu'id. Why? Kedemu perikamati ketubot, de lo mebarekhinat shusimcha b'ma'ono. And in Brit Milah, we do not make the barakhaf shusimcha b'ma'ono. Why? Mishum di'it tzara li'iruka. Because the child is suffering. The child is in pain. And therefore, according to the first opinion of Tosafot, the reason why you can make a Saudat Milah on Yom Tov or Hala Mu'id, no, it's not really a Simha. Why? Because the Tzad of the Tinoq. Or a second answer. Since that's the time, there's a wedding that does not have a set time. But a Milah, Yom HaShemini. So I don't care even if you want to say it's a Simha. But if that's the kavua time, yeah, yeah, you do it on Yom Tov Ochala Mu'ed. Avaz Saudat Pidyon Aben, when it comes to Saudat Pidyon, Sarih Iyun Imutal Asub Mu'ed. Ve'en no wara zmanak kavua. And don't argue and tell me, what do you mean by 30 days? That's zman kavua. Tina bizmanna. Okay, that only answers uh, Pidyon bizmanna. Shelo bizmanna, heach ye mutar. But let's say the Pidyon is after 30 days. Is it going to be mutar or not? Which is the first question really, do you consider Pidyon a Sumha or not? So he says, "When the early the camel can have ashed, the darish magiga behageka velo beishtecha, the eno asul aref simcha besimcha." Which means, uh, when the pasuk says, "Vesamachta behageka," it says, "Behageka velo beishtecha." Mashma the davka ishtecha. That's we have the problem of simcha besimcha, but not a pejona ben. The old Yisrovah, the lochashim is simcha besimcha kiim sudan suim bilvad. Zakar ba'ichin listen. Either it's a gizrat katuv, or I'll tell you what, only su'udat the su'in is considered a true subha, and therefore you do not have to uh, worry about a su'udat pejona, but even shalom is manna. Because bottom line, it's not really a subha. And su'udat b'rit milah, bizmanna, there's no subha because of the sound of the tinok, and therefore it'll be permissible, comes out of the ma'aseh. Su'udat milah, ben bizmanna, ben shalom bizmanna, mutar on yom tov v'cholam o'ed. Not on Yom Tov, obviously, because Shalom is Manah, but only Mutar on Cholam O'el. And Saudat, Pidyon, Ben Bismanah, Ben Shalom Bismanah, it's not considered Sumhabi Mutar, but Saudat Nisu'in, Asur, Mahzir Girushato, Mutar. Look at all the ulam,